This is the Rebel Scum Podcast. Available in video on YouTube and audio wherever you listen to your podcasts. Every week, Brock and James talk the latest rumors, news, and theories from a galaxy far, far away. Support us on Patreon for exclusive offers and join the Star Wars discussion. Patreon.com slash Podcast. Here are your hosts, Brock and James. You're always scum. Rebel scum. Hi, it's me. And there's James. <laughs> so, welcome to what is this? We've been doing this for five years, and Brock has just nailed the intro now. <laughs> Here I am, rocking no. like a hurricane. <laughs> The energy level is like it's super high. I have no idea. Future of Star Wars. We're here to talk Star Wars. I'm James. It's Brock. That's Pete. What's up? Is this the Rebel? We have it's Rebel Scum. It's the Rebel Scum podcast. It's always Rebel Scum podcast. Boom. Uh, And you guys are watching. Um, This is going up on Thanksgiving, Brock. The American version of Thanksgiving, where. I can't tell who does it better. I know who does it better, let's be honest here. But which one is scheduled nicer in the year? Because on one hand, in October, I mean, we got October, then you have all of November to get ready for your Christmas dinner. But then there's the American one, which is like, hey, here we are. Now get into the Christmas spirit, the festive spirit, as they always say during the Mesa Day Parade, that is the kickoff to the holidays. So Pete, which do you think is the real, true Thanksgiving? Well, I mean, come on. I mean, what am I going to say? I mean, I, I'm, I'm, I'm American. I'm going to say American Thanksgiving because it, it definitely. It look from a marketing perspective, you couldn't put it in a better spot. I mean, that's <laughs> oh, and there's the problem. There it is. Not about the holiday, <laughs> no, it's, it's not about giving thanks. It's about kicking off the buying season for the end of the year yeah. frenzy. Yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, thanks for joining us on Thanksgiving Talk. Bye. <laughs> the whole thing is just I was talking about Thanksgiving. Now, listen, we're going to talk about Star Wars, the future of Star Wars on uh, Disney Plus and beyond. Pete, thanks for joining Brock and I on the Rebel Scum Podcast. I'm excited to be here. I always love hanging out with you guys. This is great. Thank you for having me. You're always. It's always the best. I love streaming. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good thing you have to thank you. Oh, this is going to be fun. This is, <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is this is not being edited at all. We are going live right here. We have. Oh, I lost my mouse. Okay, let's get right into this because we have we have a lot of things to dive into here. Disney Plus Day was. Uh, it, it has come and gone. Uh, many people are saying that it was lackluster, but before we get into that, we have to get into uh, the Patty Jenkins story <laughs> that is that's ever. But the Patty Jenkins story I want to lead into what we're going to talk about. Um, it's not happening. Rogue Squadron is just not happening. It's been delayed, delayed indefinitely, or. Um, I can't remember what that article said. She was not d- dicking around. I believe was the the phrase used in a in an article. Um, so 
Pete, let's start with you on this. How? What were your first thoughts with the Patty Jenkins exit? You know, honestly, it was funny because it came the morning of the um, the news that Kathleen Kennedy got the three year extension. So it was funny be- from that regard. Oh, look who's here! That smiling <laughs> face. Um, but um, yeah, I. You know, it's funny. I'm not surprised anymore. And and I, unlike. A lot of people, it doesn't bother me, honestly. I, I do wish that Lucasfilm would do a better job of just sort of waiting to build these stories up because when you're Star Wars has a certain there's certain things that it needs to follow, certain rules, certain lore, certain things that it needs to be to be Star Wars. So I think when they bring in like the Game of Thrones guys or they bring in Patty Jenkins or whoever, you, you know, the Lord and Miller, um, you're, you're taking a risk because you're not they are not necessarily they're known for making their movies right the lord and miller movie is a lord and miller movie to make that a star wars movie is a bit of a challenge so i'm not surprised i, I am i disappointed i can't even say i'm disappointed i just i just am i'm disappointed that we have to deal with the the social media out outcry that happens after that sort of thing um but otherwise i mean I'm, i i honestly was not shocked i i was not at all brock uh, yeah, it's like until there's a trailer, nothing is real. Uh, like it's, I don't know. It's like when you think about it, it's like what is the next movie? Like, I have no idea. Like we're putting all our our like belief into any of the shows that are coming out on Disney Plus, but not even that is safe. So it's like until there's a trailer, I don't believe it's gonna happen. Until I see Spider Man and Tobey Maguire in Spider Man and. <laughs> That other guy, Andrew Garfield and Spider Man, I don't believe they're in it. Right. <laughs> I, I think that's fair. I mean, yeah. and I also feel like it's, yeah, it's, I, I don't know. There was such a big deal made of the Rogue Squad. I mean, they made that really awesome, couldn't have been cheap trailer where she walks into an X Wing. X Wing. Yeah. So you would have thought they had a story that they were comfortable with. And the reality, too, is, I mean, She's been working. She's still got some um, uh, Wonder Woman movie. She's got another woman, Wonder Woman to make. She's got uh, an Amazon's spinoff. She's mm. just have time for Star Wars. Um, so I, I don't know. I I'm I don't think it's that big a deal. I really don't. No. And honestly, I think I feel like um, this might lead into the discussion a bit. But I feel like Star Wars told on Disney Plus is fine. I think it's been good stuff. Yeah. Cam looks like Max Headroom for those. Yeah, yeah I agree with the, the Disney Plus. I didn't want yeah. to. My my internet is crap again, so I can't really tell what's going on. <laughs> Cam! It's a Canadian yeah, internet. Is it, like, working it doesn't now? look terrible. <laughs> is it all right? Is oh, good? wait, no, that's just Cam. It's not, it's not the camera. It's just, it's just Cam. <laughs> Now it's doing it, and you're doing it. <laughs> I don't know what's going on. So yeah, last time I, I did did a live thing, I I was using my phone, um, mm. and the camera didn't work because it was a wireless thing. Now I'm trying to connect this GoPro, and it's messing up. So, um, no, I mean, I, now that James left, it's uh, it seems just fine. <laughs> but anyways, we'll carry on until he yeah. comes back. He might be gone forever. Oh, there he is. There he <laughs> is. 
my my internet is is uh, acting up, which it hasn't in a while. It's Canadian internet. Um, I want to add to the the Patty Jenkins talk because the Patty Jenkins and in that article, I believe they they, they also said that uh, Ryan Johnson, his trilogy, his whatever if that's ever happening, has also been shelved, and there's and um, we've also seen. Uh, what's his name? Colin Trevorrow has been, you know, he was let go. Uh, who are you? the Game of Thrones guys, which you mentioned, Pete? They yeah. were let go. And there's one common denominator with all of these directors being pushed aside, mm-hmm. and it seems to be that the project that has come up before their Star Wars project has not been received very well. That's a great point. Yeah, it's almost like they've hire these people based on something that what's happened has come out and it's been it hasn't received yeah and then all of a sudden it's like no we're gone like and and i and i don't think that that is necessarily the reason why they've been let go but it feels almost maybe lucasfilm has lost uh, they're not sure of them anymore they don't have the confidence in these on these filmmakers anymore and and that might not be the exact reason either. It might just be that trickles down and all of a sudden this micromanaging, which they were reporting, all of a sudden becomes that issue. Because if you don't trust someone to do something, you're going to look over their shoulder and micromanage a little bit more, a little bit more, and a little bit more. And the cases with all of them all line up. Uh, Ryan Johnson is the one you could maybe argue that Last Jedi still made over a billion dollars and it was kind of split. And then Knives Out is Knives Out. But if you look at, you know, James Gunn did Suicide Squad and then immediately does a Peacemaker show. And yeah. uh, who, there's examples like that all the time where if he really wanted to do this trilogy and they really wanted him to do this trilogy, you, you kind of feel like he would be pushing it a little more. Like he, Another example of that is Ryan Johnson did Knives Out and he's already doing two and three is already planned. Yeah. And it's kind of like if he really wanted to do a Star Wars movie and they wanted him to do it, don't you think that maybe it would already be – not maybe not done, but a little further along than him having the press have to ask him about it. I, I kind of feel like Star Wars might be better off using directors who are on their way up, up and coming. I think like Deborah Chow doing uh, Kenobi is awesome, right? I think she's, but Chloe Zhao, I would not want her to do a Star Wars because um, I, I feel like the pressure to do like as I was saying before, like there's a look and feel and expectation from a star Wars movie. And you may be better off using directors who are inspired by and are, um, um, star Wars fans and driven by star Wars to do. I look, I, I would put money on the table right now that Taika's movie is not going to happen. I would not be surprised to, to if that falls through just simply because Taika does Taika movies and it worked for Thor Ragnarok and apparently love and thunder was, was really cool. But who knows if that'll play in the Star Wars world or not? And and who knows why these decisions are coming down? And Because we didn't see the Lord and Miller stuff. We didn't see what was going wrong with Rogue One. So we don't really know. And I think all the armchair uh, Hollywood executives who, who pretend to know everything and blame Kathleen and um, it's just that Star Wars, all this information comes out. I mean, James, you you know a lot about the way the way movies are made. And it's like these things happen all the time. You just don't hear about them because they don't announce them right it just it just so happens you have directors walking in and out and writers coming and going and until you get to the the final result 
Yeah, I think the, the thing that was weird about the Patty Jenkins news was they did that whole like video and spiel about yeah. her coming on board. And like yeah. you said, it's like it felt like they were a little further along, and then a month later, oh, we have a writer. Yeah, what? like it, it just it, the whole thing seemed. I don't, it's very like the yeah the announcements need to stop because yeah. I'm on board 100%. with just like yeah and you know what nobody um, believes them at this point so yeah but DC used to be like that I remember the DC slate of movies where <laughs> they announced everything like here's all my titles and yep. none of them happened because you know that, that's where Con- it is I think Connie Kennedy's behind it somehow I just that's that's my theory. <laughs> <laughs> it's the. I mean, it's. I mean, we all know the evil twin story. It's been told a million times. I'm just. I'm just saying. <laughs> Listen, guys. Let's right. be. Let's be honest here. Uh, I'm. I'm overshadowed here. I'm like, you know. Sorry, I'm late. By the way. Um, no worries. But uh, yeah. Just. But yeah, I'm like, okay. I'm gonna be on the the show with Pete here. You know, it's like he's been in Star Wars. You know, forever. Like interviews and he knows all these people he's written for star wars he's written novelizations and all and i'm like man i'm just wow it's an honor and then i realized you know every show you know you've got to have the moron and so <laughs> so that's why they chose me cam is that what you're i saying? was basically just i was hired for this gig just to throw out the connie kennedy joke to lighten the mood every once in a while. yeah so See. <laughs> anyway, um, just let me know when the time for the next um, one-liner is, and I'll be here. <laughs> I'll be watching episode eight of Visions. If you, you know, just let me know. <laughs> I'm halfway through the first episode of Visions. It's cool. I just, I, I'm, I'm actually, I am on episode eight of Visions. It's taken me this long to get there, but um, I. Uh, I guess we can't really talk about it because I don't want to ruin anything. But um, I'm gonna... it, it's I'm not a big anime guy, so it it was a little different. But I, I enjoyed it though. I thought it was fun. So so anyway, Connie Kennedy. All right. Connie Kennedy. She's <laughs> in charge of, of anime. But Ken, do you have any thoughts on the Patty Jenkins uh, ousting? Let's call it whatever it is. Her well, creative I, differences. Kind of just a, a broken record. It's like I mean I. I don't believe anything. Even when she was announced, it's like, okay, that sounds great. It, I'm, it might be good. I wasn't a big fan of the, her second Wonder Woman. I loved the first one. So I, I wasn't like excited or unexcited, but I'm kind of like when a movie happens and we see that it's happening <laughs> good, but an announcement <laughs> doesn't really mean anything. So yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm not upset or happy. You know, I, I, I want a movie. I miss going to the theater to see Star Wars, but um, you know, I'm enjoying what's on Disney Plus too, and I, I'm enjoying the streaming. So I'm good with it for now. Yeah, let's get into the streaming now. We'll get into the meat of it. So Disney Plus Day came, and Star Wars is uh, clearly going to be living on on Disney Plus. And all that happened was the Kenobi sizzle reel. But here, here's the thing: this two yeah, from a year ago, apparently. But here, here's here. I have a few points on that. Is one. I kind of like that they put this as a reel on Disney+. Plus. The drawback to that was Pete had to tweet it out for me to know that it was on Disney+. Plus. That was like, – I mean, is that really – was that the way to go? Because I had no idea. I was on Disney+, Plus and there was no – it wasn't on it – was, they had like Olaf Presents and, and Shang-Chi, and all this stuff was there. And I was like, 
okay. And then you're like, it's on there. I said, where? And I had to search and I typed in Obi-Wan Kenobi and it came up. Right. So I Physical think it was, I, I, yeah, I like the, <laughs> I thought it was cool that they put it on there, but I was also, it was kind of weird. Now it's easier to find when I go on Disney plus it's under like Disney plus day stuff on that. But um, how did you, so look, we didn't get Andor. We didn't get anything else. Is that Ken? Was that a big deal for you that we didn't get anything, or, or can you live your um, life? I mean, I can, I can live with any of it. I, I mean, I love Star Wars, but I'm like, you know, it's fake. So I'm like, at the end of the day, I'm okay. I'm okay. I mean, I don't know. I think I made a comment. Uh, Pete had a great uh, tweet a few days ago about that. Just how. D20, you know, was it next week? You know, D23 yeah. is coming up or this week or whenever that is. So maybe they're saving it for that. That would be great. If not, you know, it's, I don't know. And I, I made a comment on that tweet. It was kind of like, you know, I grew up, we waited for things. Yep. You know, it's like you waited till it came out in the theater. It's of hazard, you know, 8 p.m. on Fridays after Pizza Hut with my grandparents. <laughs> so, you know, if you didn't make it home at eight o'clock, you didn't find out what trouble the boys got into, you know? And so, but um, no, so I, I'm okay waiting. I think that's a lost art. And I think people just get, that's why, you know, I think people get a little bit too, like, I want to have it right now. So I'm yeah. good. Yeah, no, I was just going to agree with, on, Pete. with Cam. I mean, it was interesting because, there was so much expectation, right? There were there were literally um, there were there were some some people that people respected that said, you know, you and McGregor will be seen as Obi Wan this Friday, and right. it didn't happen. And I, I honestly like two things. One, Disney Plus Day was not to get the four of us to buy Disney Plus. We're already there. We're gonna watch it uh, as as uh, as James and I were saying before we got on. If it dropped accidentally on a Wednesday morning, we'd be like, "Oh, cool, there it is. There, it, we'll we'll watch it now." Um, so that's not it's not for us. Um, and 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 it's funny you guys were mentioning visions because I've said a few times on my show recently, like people need to recognize that visions technically is as successful as the Mandalorian, not because the number of people who watch it, but because of the fact that Disney made as much money on Mando as they did on visions, because you're paying whether you watch all nine episodes or not. And it's star Wars and it's all there. And, and Disney plus day, I, I, I tweeted a lot about this. Disney plus day was to get new subscribers and they have the bulk of the star wars subscribers what they need is they need the parents who are like yeah what am i gonna should i buy hulu or should i buy disney plus or should i buy netflix and they need to show all the stuff for disney plus that you want to um that that, that they want parents and they want a, a different audience to buy right. um so disney plus day is for beginners yes <laughs> and the key too is it, it's not lucas film plus day right it was disney plus day so you're gonna get everything that disney has to offer yep. sneakerella all of it yeah sneakerella oh my god i am so psyched for sneakerella now <laughs> I, I didn't even know sad. it was coming that was the surprise for me i don't even wear shoes and now I'm, I'm i'm excited <laughs> it's it's pretty bad for me who has a star wars podcast and i don't think i watched anything from disney plus day i watched right. pretty much every single teaser marvel trailer because like mm -hmm. that's our way like has anyone watched under the helmet the boba fett thing i i've been meaning to but i haven't had time <laughs> like that's it <laughs> yeah yeah so i don't know i haven't seen under the helmet yet the artwork for it was it's, great it's the pretty short the thumbnail for under the helmet yeah it's 20 minutes right but yeah. I, haven't, I haven't had a chance to watch it yet yeah it's 20 minutes and honestly it's 
it's cool. But again, I think that's definitely one of those things that's more for people who aren't us, right? Under the Helmet is a cool sort of behind the scenes. And you mm. you may know the name Boba Fett from the Empire right. Strikes Back. It kind of um, felt like regurgitated info. You know, it wasn't like, what? Huh? You know, yeah. It's like, I've seen those clips of, you know. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there was some interesting new behind the scenes stuff, but nothing that was so. And it's 20 minutes. I mean, yeah. So, yeah. It's whatever. I, again, Disney Plus Day, I think, was not for Star Wars devotees. It was for people who were, who just, you know, it was for people who were thinking about getting Disney Plus. And, and yeah. that was it. Yeah. And you got to think it, Disney Plus is for kids. So it's like right. for kids that don't know the stuff that we've been re like, that we've been watching, reading, hearing for 20, 30, and right. Pete's. Pete's example, 70 years. Yeah, uh, Star Wars. Somewhere in that ballpark. But for kids that are like, oh, what is the Star Wars thing? There's other things that are like not just the, you know, Lego Star Wars or whatever you want to like right. have your entry point. So like we can't poo-poo on everything. Uh, this is a kid's show, so I didn't curse. Um, oh. But uh, yeah, so I don't know. It's. I, I was it was it was cool to see all these things dropping. I still haven't watched anything that actually came out on the day. Like Shang Chi, I want to watch. Yeah, Jungle Cruise, I want to watch. So like I like that, but like yeah, you're right. Like Star Wars was kind of I don't know not present. I didn't watch the Obi Wan thing. I can't even comment on it. <laughs> it's a piece of the offering, and that's that's <laughs> it. And that's where it was. Yep. And I think we'll see something on D twenty. You know, the Obi Wan thing would have been. Yeah, you, I think the other one, the other one thing might have been better if, if there was a little bit more information than just 2022. Like maybe yeah. spring, summer, fall. You know, just like a little bit more to it. Like I know it's coming out next year. That's it's kind of a given at this point. <laughs> um, but you know, whatever, yeah. it, it was fine. I think I part think... of the deal is we see Marvel is it seems like Marvel's got it together and you know, they're telling you <laughs> month, date, you know, for the next eight, nine years. And so it's easy to compare that to Star Wars, and they're two different things. So, well, I think that's the thing too, and that's a great point, Cam, because I think people need to recognize that they're different franchises, and yeah. and it's interesting because as as we were saying before, I'll, I'll, most I think I don't know if you saw it or not, Cam, but we all watched the Spider Man trailer, and we're all excited about that, but we're going to go see that, yet. and the the the, but they're two different universes. They're two very different ways of telling the stories, and. Mm-hmm. And I think people just need to sort of step back and be like, Star Wars is told to you the way Star Wars is told to you, and Marvel is 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 follows their own path, and you can't compare them. And it's the same people who get pissed off at DC and Marvel. Again, they're yeah, they're closer related, but they're two different two two different ways of bringing their stories to their to their fans. And so when they we kind of already have back. a blueprint written in the com- you know the comics, not that they you know it's not direct, <laughs> but yeah. they kind of ha- already have uh-huh. these stories, you know. It's like I, I'm not a comic person, but I'm learning from other comic people. I'm like, oh, they're like, yeah, that's from the, you know, the '82 issue of. I'm like, oh, okay, so this <laughs> yeah. has already happened. So. Yep. And True. Marvel has zero problem, or DC yeah. has zero problem with retconning anything. Star Wars is just like, oh, we can't <laughs> oh, change man. a thing. <laughs> It's true. It is true. Even though it's all George Lucas did was change everything as he went. He's like, eh, brother system. <laughs> Zim Wessel is the best. They should, Zim Wessel should have been under what, the helmet. That's what, what, you, what are you Wessel. talking about? <laughs> Star Wars A New Hope Final 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 is my favorite version. 
<laughs> um, bring back I, human drama. Uh, you know what? I, I I I know Pete hates it, but I love the. I love the uh, I love that Jabba the Hutt scene in A New Hope. I know it's cheesy and him stepping over the tail is a little weird, but they put Jabba the Hutt in A New Hope. It was like you know in 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 ninety seven. It was like let's go. Yeah, we got to go. Jabba's mm-hmm. back. You know when you grow up with the Hut, you got to go to the theater and spend an extra ten bucks <laughs> on popcorn for it. Well worth it. Well worth it. So Disney Disney Plus is going to be is going to be the home. It's going to be the home for uh, it was. I just was going to be the home for Star Wars. For the, I know my my internet is on fire. It's going to be uh, the home for Star Wars for the foreseeable future. Uh, there's no way around that. Disney Plus didn't do it any favors uh, if you go to Twitter. Uh, but here we are. We've got the Mandalorian, huge hit. Um, first episode do you remember the first thoughts that went through your mind on that episode yeah who wants to go first the first episode of mandalorian is that the question yeah Uh, what was the first thoughts that went through your head i'm sorry about my i don't know what's going (laughs) on like the very first episode of Mandalorian. (laughs) like the very first number one with the with the blue guy that i didn't really like Oh, Horatio Sands. Um, first episode of Mandalorian. When, what were the first thoughts he, that went through your head? When he walks into that that uh, that bar and like gets into a skirmish with the other people in the and then the I, it's an Aqualish that he pulls to the door and then the door closes and I was like, I'm in, I'm in. Oh, I'm yeah. like, this is everything I've been waiting for. So, <laughs> yep, that's it. <laughs> like, yeah, I was like, it had wow. me from the beginning. Yep. Mm. I, it's funny you mentioned the blue guy though, because I remember my first thought, my honest first thought is, you know, I'm I'm honest about the way I thought about Phantom Menace the first time. Honestly, uh, I thought he looked ex- extremely Star Trek Next Generation. Yeah, me too. Um, so I was a little bit worried about that. But when we saw Grogu at the end, like I I lost my mind. And what's amazing about that is that is one of those moments that had cultural significance. And it changed Star Wars forever from that point. Because I think we all walked into Mandalorian thinking, oh, cool, it'll be like a, a bounty hunter thing. Because from we, we, that opening scene, you're just, oh, it's going to be like an Old West thing. It's going to have that mm-hmm. sort of vibe. Um, and then it turned into a completely different story. Um, oh, and, and then the second episode when when Baby Grogu you know, used, used the Force for the first time on the, <laughs> on the Mudhorn, you're like, oh, this is a Force story now. Um, <laughs> yep. And it's a fatherhood story, and it's so it and and of course, Baby Yoda changed everything. Every like it became a cultural phenomenon. I remember I walked out of um, Rise of Skywalker with uh, with my sister in law, who uh, you know she's she's as much a normie as you get. Like she only goes to see Star Wars movies when they come out at Christmas when we go as a family, and she was like wasn't baby Yoda supposed to be in this thing? So like that's how much of an impact that baby Yoda had. Like he was everywhere. And honestly, I don't, I don't know anything about the numbers, but I would say baby Yoda merchandise is far outselling anything else. I mean, it's every, it's on, you know, it's on pop sockets on your phone. It's, 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 it's a massive air balloon. Now it's going to be right. I think it's, is it going to be an amazing Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh But they just had balloon fest. Balloon fest. (laughs) Who knew? Who knew? Who knew? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, that's one of those moments. Uh, yeah, the Baby Yoda reveal. I, you know, you'll never forget it. You know, 
sitting in the living room. I guess it was 2 a.m. You know, just like I think I leapt up, you know, it was like, oh, my gosh, it was yep. just total game changer. It was, and it was amazing that you know, with all the leaks and everything that comes oh, yeah. out ahead of time, that we didn't know that. I mean, I remember talking to Dominic Pace, and he was saying that on set, the only thing they knew was that there was a child. They didn't know anything yeah. about it. They didn't mm-hmm. know if it was human or or anything, and they had no reason to think it was anything other than a, a human baby. And so, yeah, um, just a, remarkable that they they were able to keep that that is a, that is a secret for so long. Yeah, to think that celebration in Boston, Chicago, 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 yep. Chicago. same thing. Like Chicago, Boston. like they showed those clips to even the like Chicago? after the stream, they like they uh, they showed them something. We they, like if you were there, you only saw it. But like to think that they were sitting there and they're like, and was like, wow, this looks crazy. And then like <laughs> Favre's just like, you have no idea, <laughs> you have no idea, like. You, you, <laughs> Yeah, it is. It's wild. It's yeah, and, and like and, that. Sorry, uh, that secrecy carries into season two because apparently I don't know if you've read this. Um, oh, who plays Bo-Katan? What's her What's her name? Uh, Amy Sackhoff. Yeah, she had no clue. She's in that scene. She had no clue that it was supposed to be Luke, right? Because it's right. Just an actor yeah. in a black cloak with a. They told him it was Plo Koon, I think. Right. Yes. Yep. Right. Yes. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, like. Kudos. Which is, Somebody's sorry. Go ahead. Which, no, which is why I don't mind that we didn't see a Kenobi trailer or a mm. Andor trailer. I don't want to know anything about it. Just like, yeah, like I love all it. the things with Spider Man, right? Everybody has. If I didn't know that, uh, if all the rumors, because we don't know anything, but if we did know that Tobey Maguire and and Andrew Garfield were going to be in, I I would have much rather have seen that December nineteenth or whatever yeah. date it's coming out. Yes, and been like, holy cow, what did I just see? That would have blown my mind. But now. If it doesn't happen, I'll be like, oh, that thing was supposed to happen that didn't happen. You know, so. Yeah. I don't know. Damn rumor. Cold it's kind of like Michael Bean in uh, in the Mando season two. It's like, he's in it. And then he showed up and you're like, oh, well, that wasn't a big deal. Yeah. <laughs> His character was fine, but like, you know. It was, he's not the was Terminator. Like, <laughs> I know. Which is... <laughs> I can do you have a favorite episode of The Mandalorian? Oh man, that's a tough. Um, uh, let me think. I, I like the crate dragon episode. Um, I thought that was really good. Oh. I just love all the, the elements of, of that one. But uh, I, I don't know. I, I kind of like the the last episode when Luke showed up to that that moment. Um, I mean the CGI. You know, there it's kind of that. I kind of just suspend disbelief on that part, but. I, I love the buildup where you're like, you know, is it, you think it's him? You're not sure. I think it's him yet. Yeah, it's him. And then you realize it's him. But, um, but then also like you're saying with that, the baby Yoda reveal in the first episode, that it's kind of hard to beat the, the feelings of that, that very first Mando Mando episode. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm trying to, I have it's been a while since I've watched it. So I'm sure I'm, I'm forgetting another one. So I'll think on it. <laughs> Give it a thought. I, I think we're in this cool era right now, or the time period where this is where George Lucas clearly wanted to take. I think the, the one thing that's great about it staying on streaming and not having to worry about the theatrical stuff yet, which I'm with you guys, where I want to go back to the theater, but George Lucas, his next step after Revenge of the Sith, if you remember, he was planning that 
TV show. And he thought because of HBO, because of what HBO was doing, it was now time. And I think it was budget reasons and whatnot. They just kind of, they kind of killed that. It was Underworld, I think it was the name. But now we're in that. We're in that. This is what George Lucas was yeah. gearing towards, and and it's and it's awesome too because you have the volume, which is something else that you know he wasn't a part of. But all of his the prequels kind of were leading towards that technology. And this, I, I feel like streaming the serialized nature of it all. This is where Star Wars can and will thrive. That's that's how I feel. I'm I'm very happy with it. I would love to go back to the theater and get together with everybody to go see another movie, but it just it just feels right on Disney Plus right now. I, I agree. I mean, I, I see Solo playing behind you, and Solo as a as a five part miniseries would have been great. I mean, it was good yeah. as a movie. I I really I think Solo is a, a really fun movie. I'm not as hot to go on make Solo two happen, but if it happens, great. But you know, it's if they, if they created it as a five or six part series, that would have been great. You would have been able to get more from it. And I think that's kind of where George was going. Uh, you know, we all know he was inspired by the the Flash Gordon serials, and so to be able to do that with Mando and and he, you know, I mean, Bad Batch is an example. I know you haven't seen all of it, James, but it's an example of 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 what's what serials can do, and the good the the good parts and the bad parts. There are some there are some Bad Batch episodes which are duds. Um, because they're serializing it and they're, and they're, they're stretching it out. But, um, uh, I, I think Disney plus is a great place to tell the star Wars story. And this is, I think we were saying before, like, this is where people need to recognize it's different than Marvel. Marvel is tentpole story after tentpole story, which is why I think Eternals is struggling a little bit because it's, it's trying to do too much in that, but you go from Iron Man to Thor to Captain America, like you get these big major events and star Wars really, I mean, the Mandalorian taught us that 16 parts of a story leading from the moment Mando finds this force sensitive child to him handing it off to Luke in a two and a half hour movie that wouldn't have been as great but to do it over what eight and a half hours ten hours whatever it is um, was just a great way to do it we're waiting for James internet to catch up there it is <laughs> you need you need bigger hamsters on those wheels, man. I seriously, you know, it's Brock and I use this like last week. It was flawless, and today it's like there's no internet anywhere. I can watch Solo fine though, right? This Solo's is totally fine, no problem. <laughs> like this is like the best it's been, but I can't. I, it might be my computer. Anyway, let's we'll go on. So yeah, I completely agree. I think uh, look, this is where we we need to be. It's funny though with George Lucas and his HBO that you know the Sopranos was a big. A big inspiration for him being able to bring Star Wars to it, and then it decided to do a movie. And people are saying that the movie would have worked better had it been a limited series. Yeah. So maybe, you know, this is a, I haven't seen the movie, so I'm just saying this is what I've heard. But like, I, there's something to be said for it. And sure, it's not big and it's not extravagant, and, but it, it's it's great. And I, you know, I hate waking up to the tweets giving it all away, but I also love. You know, the when Brock texts me at six thirty in the morning, like, ah! you know, you got watch it, watch it, and then I'm like, I'm watching. He goes, hold on, huh? You know, it's like that is, it's a different experience, but it's a fun, unique one that you don't get when you watch something in the theater. It, absolutely, you you get two months of conversation, you get two months of anticipation, you get it yeah. all. You know, it's it's a great way to do it, and it's I think it's helping to build the Star Wars community too. I think it's really important to to do that. So. 
Yeah, I love the the week in between each episode just as much, you know, as watching the episode because you get to talk about it. We kind of share stories or ideas or theories, and you let it has time to breathe. So, yep, I'm liking it. Yeah, Brock, how do you how do you like the way? Oh, sorry, go on. No, no, continue your question. It might work. I was going to ask you what you thought of of the weekly drops for Star Wars versus oh, the yeah. Netflix way of just binging it. Like strange, I love Stranger Things, but I'm not a binger, so you know where I stand on this. But I just want to know how you feel. Like, do you prefer once a week, or do you want to get it all at once and get it going? Like those things are like for people like us, right? Like that you you kind of want to space this out because like even though there's there's uh, episodic, and I think Netflix does a few of them, but like even if you don't like it does it's not the same as back in the day where like if you missed it you missed it right so right. it's close it's close we live in this world where it's streaming so it's like in that like two months of airing yeah it's it's uh i think it's magic right especially like stuff like star wars you get excited especially with like how they were telling the mandalorian story where it's like oh 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 all this stuff um but like I think the viewer now has a different, they're open to a lot of new things. Look at the success of something like Squid Game, like huge. Mm -hmm. And that's the Netflix Netflix effect, uh, the effect. Like if it does good numbers and you see it, number one, a lot of people are like, I'll watch that. Like, yeah. Like what's the Spanish one about bank robbers? Like, Casa Mi Papa or Papa John's or whatever, like that one. <laughs> My mom has watched that. I haven't watched that. I'm it's like familiar with it. I forget yeah. you know, the mask and the mustache, but it's not. It's not V for Vendetta. Um, <laughs> uh, anyway, it's like that one's pretty popular, and it's some people compare Squid Game to it because one, it's like a foreign series or whatever. It's in, it's it's in a different language, but it's like I think the streaming audience is down to watch more so it's like just like lucasfilm should take that into consideration and i think they are because like i think star wars visions is a really big swing for them in my opinion like so yeah like there's there's a window that we can do a lot more with so yes more episodic make us wait make us savor it well i mean think about this if they did it if they dropped it like stranger things we all would have known about Luke in one day. Yeah. And if we didn't get a chance to watch well, somebody it, somebody would have. <laughs> yeah. Somebody well somebody would have told us and we would have we would have it would have lost that that yeah. anticipation. So I, I love it. I it's it's definitely the way to go. It's definitely the way to go. Well, like I watched Snyder Cut in one sitting, so yeah, like a whole season of Mandalorian <laughs> back to back is very doable. I honestly, I watched Snyder Cut in four nights. I literally like I That's watched. What we did because because I'm in that Which, brain. Power. And it was that was the original plan. No, like yep. four yep. parts, and you watched it different date. Like yep. that was a mistake. But anyways, <laughs> no, I don't think it was the original plan. I think that was the backup plan that he had. So we cut well, like it. They anyway, that, and then they changed their mind. I was just like, "This is a Kathleen Kennedy over there." Jeez. Yeah, I can't wait to. <laughs> Connie, see, it's it all Connie. comes around. Connie, it's Connie, Connie again. Connie, uh, every time you turn Connie, get back in there, <laughs> ruining things. Uh, One thing that was really cool with the end of Mandalorian <laughs> season two was, <laughs> was when it brought us right into. 
the Book of Boba Fett surprised all of us. That's another surprise that no one saw coming. Yeah, the Book of Boba yeah. Fett was announced the first uh, post-credit scene in the Mandalorian his Star Wars history, I guess. And it was for a new show that was not announced. Uh, Rangers of the New Republic was announced. <laughs> and this Lando <laughs> show that I haven't heard of either. But, um, and, and that droids show. There's so many. But Book of Boba Fett uh, was coming, was happening. There was uh, Bob, Bob, the Bob Iger. He said the mm-hmm. summer... Yeah, the the summer uh, before Mandalorian season two that they were going to take characters and spin them off into shows. I think it's become clear that that was supposed to be Rangers of the New Republic, but that's not happening. Uh, Pete, do you have a favorite Mandalorian character, and is there one that you wish or would hope we'll, we'll see in a future Disney Plus show? Cardoon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Huge Cardoon. Sorry. Sorry. I, I'm a big fan of actresses who block me on Twitter. I want to see them come back into uh no. Um We will take this clip out and post it yeah, separately. Yeah, please. Out please of context. <laughs> <laughs> Pete Pete loves Cara Dune. I don't understand. Didn't you sign up for her acting classes once? <laughs> I did. It turns she out if you, class. if you go to if you go to a Pina Carano acting class, you have to teach her. That's, that's the way it works. Um <laughs> oh so, yeah um i i think i have two favorite characters that i'd like to see return one and i think well, my sense is we may get a almost a spin-off series out of um out of the marshall i'd love to see Cobb Vanth come back although not mm. my favorite character i mean i he was i loved that episode one of my favorites um but I, my fa- my favorite character who is just a side character is uh is um uh Mayfeld, I love, I I love that character, and I just I love like the realness, and I love the fact that it's 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 a comedian who's literally made fun of Star Wars fans, and yeah. he's just being himself. I mean, he's literally just being be, being himself, and it's. Uh, but I think what he brought, like the first episode he was in, was kind of it, it was like it was weird, um, but just the reality that he brought. To what's happening with the empire and all that stuff, um, I thought I thought he just did such a great job. I thought I thought he did such a great job, and I'd love to see more Mayfeld. Bring him back, Brock. How about you? I actually was thinking about this today. I was like, man, why did they have to kill off Quill? Like he would be an amazing character of some sort. Like yeah, um, like like. Even just like Quill and IG uh, IG Eleven, it's like that's awesome. So uh, he would be great. But um, from season two, I don't know. Like, so it could like, be season two, one. You know, yeah. season one. Yeah. Um, like, yeah. Who? Yeah. I guess Quill. Then, like, I don't know. Like, who's oh. who's still around that's alive or isn't already getting a show? So. <laughs> yeah. so I, I was a huge Quill fan, but I was I was. I was okay with them killing him off because I think it was, it was a big moment, and I think it was for the progression of the character in the show. I think it was a necessary moment, and it's yeah. unfortunate, but it happens. And you know, our favorite characters die in movies all the time. Cam, how about you? Well, I mean, uh, is it supposed to be just any character or like s- side characters? Are you like any character in the Mandalorian? Character so it could even be the Kray Dragon if you want. Okay, well, I love Moff Gideon because um, yeah, I think um, Giancarlo Esposito, he's just one of, he's an awesome actor. So I love all his, his roles. Um, 
So I think he plays that that bad guy, but yet you kind of I don't. He puts a lot of humanity into it. Yeah, I guess it's just the way his his personality is. But he he's awesome. Um, also, just because of uh, Dominique Pace, I think he's an awesome guy in general. Mm-hmm. And so I'd love to see his um, uh, gecko, the bounty hunter, maybe get fleshed out a little more, bring him back in. I think he'd love it, and I think he's a. I just think he's a really cool guy. So yeah, he's such an yeah. ambassador for the fandom and stuff. To yeah, it would be it would be a great sort of reward for all he's done. And you know. I'm sure that's not why he he's done it, but yeah, yeah, yeah. No, absolutely, he's a great guy and a great ambassador. Yeah, I think Mayfeld, you know, he's awesome, and um, the the Afro lady, Pele, 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 what her name is? Oh, uh, yeah, Pele Motto or something. Yeah, Pele, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. She's just funny. She's great comic relief. So. With her little jump, her little jumpsuit and her afro. So bring her back. And I loved her picture. She should host. Yeah. Yes, she should host season two of Visions, just like she should intro each episode. <laughs> I like the watcher. <laughs> the watcher kind of what it is. <laughs> she was like, I don't know where this is happening. It's... Yeah. <laughs> she doesn't realize she's in Star Wars. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, Amy Sedaris. That's it. Yeah, yeah, there you go. Amy Sedaris. Yeah, great. Are right, you guys have any expectations for season three? None. Hopes? Any dreams? Yeah, I think they should just end the series and just call it a day. I mean, I, so my my bizarre fan theory is that, uh, and I said this when the Black Saber showed up at the end, Dark Saber, not the Black Saber, the Dark Saber showed up at the end of uh, season one, was the reason it's called the Mandalorian. It's because he is the mandalorian like he's the guy who's going to you know become the ruler of mandalore and restore mandalore and all that um so i think that that may be where this story is going i would love to see boba fett trying to do the same thing and sort of building an underworld army to go and do that and that's kind of where he's going with it and the battle for mandalore will be between bo katan Din Djarin and Boba Fett. I mean, how like how awesome would that be? So, um, so for season three, I I don't know where to take it because we, you know, we had an expectation for season one, which was no expectation. We didn't know it was, was you know going to be anything more than a wild west in space. Then it became this amazing father story, and and so it's so important that he changed as a as a character to become a good guy, right? And and so to watch him become the Mandalorian and fight off Bo-Katan, who I would love to see become a villain that would freak out the fan base. But I think it would be awesome <laughs> to see Bo-Katan be a villain and Boba Fett be sort of somewhere in the middle. I think because Ming-Na Wen is amazing and I would just want to see more of her and Boba just like doing their thing. Um, but yeah, I would love to see a face off between Boba, uh, Bo and uh, Din. Grogu will be the uh, the adopted Mandalore. That, that could be. <laughs> I imagine there's a time jump, fifteen years, and he comes back as a a one year old. I mean, what do you think? Do you think they they bring Grogu? I mean, how do you not bring Grogu back in one form? Oh, yeah. He's a cash cow. I think yeah. he's coming back at the end of season three. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think they tested out. Yeah, they tested out that one episode without him in season two, and they're like, will the show survive without, without <laughs> Krogu? And they're like, yeah, hey, we probably could do it. So, I, I, yeah, I, you know what? Though? I've said this to Brock. I'm If he never comes back, I'm okay. 
Yeah, yeah I've got, I mean, I agree. If if he comes back, I would love it because he's adorable. But if right. if Grogu is is gone with Luke and that's the end of him, so be it. You know, like that's. I just yeah. I hope he doesn't it doesn't get massacred later. But whatever, it's a story. It's fake. You know, those those plushies will still be available at Walmart. So we're good. Yeah, they'll just move um, to the will, dollar bin. Yeah, I like what you said though, Pete, about like that idea. But but the Ahsoka show is coming. They've brought in Ahsoka, and Ahsoka mentions she name dropped Thrawn. Oh yeah. Um, and so Thrawn is alive and well, clearly somewhere. Is there? Do you do you guys think that there's a chance that that maybe that's what intersects these shows? Is maybe as much? I mean, the the saber's got to come into play. Mandalore does, but do you think it's actually Thrawn is the the crux of it all? The crux of it all. Well, think about this. Now that you said that, I mean, Sabine has wielded the dark saber. Uh-huh. She could be in the mix for the leader of Mandalore as well. Her family was was actively involved in in all the the goings on there. So maybe uh, maybe Thrawn comes back and picks a side. Yeah, yeah. I love cool. the idea of all these shows, like you're saying, Pete. You know, with the I mean, obviously we're looking at like Mandalore. It's leading to Mandalore, the Mandalorian, and they've said, you know, I guess there's what a hundred or a lot of there's some scene with a lot of Mandalorians in this next season, yep. but I mean, what if all these shows, you know, I love the idea of them culminating in some sort of, you know, some sort of a battle or maybe in a, an event where it all, the shows all accumulate at some point. Um, I don't know if it would be a, I guess it wouldn't really work as a film, but, um, or maybe a Disney plus an event or something. Yeah. I don't know. Like, like an, an end game, game kind of thing. Yeah. Yep. yep. Yeah, yeah, or Brock, like a crossover, like in uh, like the Arrowverse sort of thing, which would be like three or four, like an episode in the same week of every ep- show, which doesn't really work. But I agree, like I I definitely want all these shows to somehow connect in some way. Um, but I but I think you're right. Like it it would be sweet to have like some. It's leading to an event, and it's like a two hour movie that's specifically yeah. for Disney Plus, like. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Yep. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, Iger, Bob Iger said no movies on Disney Plus, but Bob Chapek, he did not say that. Right. <laughs> but we've also. And Iger went the way of Kathleen Kennedy. <laughs> Connie so, Kennedy. Connie. The, uh, but that, the thing. <laughs> Kathy gets such a bad rap. Oh, man. That's why I'm writing a song about her. <laughs> <laughs> but the. I mean, the world has changed, so it is conceivable that they drop a movie in the theaters and on Disney Plus at the mm-hmm. same time to, to bring all this together. But in a couple of years, that may be not that unusual. And yeah, that's, I would go. That's true. Yeah, yeah, I'd go see it in the theaters and then watch it twenty more times sure. on Disney Plus when I got home. So yeah, I definitely, I definitely would. Too. I mean, but we would. That we're not the ones that they would want to go to the theater because they already have us in the right. theater, which is why we don't get anything on Disney Plus Day because they have our money. There we got our money already. They have. I've already pre-ordered the Obi Wan Kenobi T-shirts that are. That I haven't, but, you know. <laughs> but I, you I, I honestly, I, I, I will for sure. I but I really love that they threw it on Disney Plus and not just on YouTube. No offense, yeah, YouTube, yeah. but like it's a Disney Plus day. That's where I. They should have directed me there. I mean, you ended up doing it, Pete, but they should have. But it was still like it was kind of it was cool that that's what I did. I think. If they continue to do this, that's where they should just have it all. Just go to yeah. Disney Plus and enjoy this day right here, you know. And it, remember, I don't know if you guys remember, but uh, TGIF. Remember TGIF on ABC? Do you remember oh, those yeah. glory oh, days? Yeah. Yep. Step by step. 
yeah. <laughs> but the, like every like August, like end of August, they would have one of the, the stars from one of those shows and the set of a different show. And they'd be like, oh, yeah. it's coming up on T. And they would like throw it. And they did it for Saturday morning cartoons, I think, too. Oh, There's remember the Saturday morning cartoon thing? Get. Yeah, there'd be like a there'd be like a Friday yeah. night, all the Saturday morning cartoons. Oh, I remember that. That's yeah. yeah. Well, that's sort of like DC fandom. Yes, yeah. Which I think they do. Last they did a really good job, and I think that's I what think a lot good. of Star Wars fans were expecting and anticipating. But like you said, it's like Disney Plus. They there's so many properties that they had to promote and sell. Um, and is it like DC? Uh, so I refunded. Yeah. Yeah, you 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 uh, you you canceled your Disney I'm Plus out. subscription yeah, as a result. Yeah, I'm out. yeah, I can see yeah. that. I can see that. But I mean, I the Disney fan, uh, DC fan, fandom, not Disney fandom, but DC fandom. It's if you watch that for two hours, it's because that's stuff that you all want. Like it would, I yeah. honestly even I couldn't watch a two-hour Disney Plus day presentation in hopes. Well, who am I kidding? I would do it anyway. But most people can't <laughs> watch that. And the, and right. here's here's a sequel to Luca, and here's Sneakerella, <laughs> and here's Hawkeye, and here's like it just it all it doesn't work. Whereas DC fandom, you can be like. Here's animated Harley Quinn, and here's Harley Quinn in a mo- Quinn in a movie, and here's uh, three different Batman, and you're like, oh, give it all to me. But I don't really care that much about High School Musical season three, the musical. So I'm. I'm whoa, whoa, whoa! Okay. No, I, I will make a stand right here, right now, and say I don't care about High School Musical. <laughs> don't at me, bro. That's I was, thing. I was. That was going to be my segue into the next, our next topic. Let's. <laughs> One more. We'll get this out. Lure us in. <laughs> we could talk about my true passion. The musical, the musical, the musical, the musical. Uh, going forward, we know nothing about Obi Wan Kenobi other than Obi Wan and, and uh, Vader are going to face off. I guess, unless that's a flashback of what we've already seen. Although, who knows? Uh, Andor, we know very little, except that it's a spy espionage. Um, and then the, what else is kind of Soka is Rosario Dawson and Hayden Christensen. Cam, do you have any hopes, anticipation for or expe- expectations for those coming up that we have seen or haven't seen? Uh, any expectations? Um, no, I try not to have any expectations. <laughs> um, <laughs> leads to disappointment. <laughs> so I just want to so be entertained. True. I think it's a lot easier. They're the writers. Uh, you know, it's like. Um, but I would love to see Thrawn, um, Ezra. I, I love that whole story, which I think we're going to get. I mean, you know, I think have Sabine come in. Um, I'm excited about the Acolyte um, mm. I, bridging the High Republic mm. to kind of the the Republic we're used to, um, kind of the the you know what's happened to the Jedi and then the the Sith rising up. So anyway, I'm really excited about that. Um, I'm hoping we get some some Plagueis thrown in somehow or some young Palpatine. Cool. So that's that kind of what I want. Yeah. Pete, how about you? Um, yeah, I'm just I'm just happy to see that we're gonna get Star Wars until I'm dead. I mean, it looks like there's a lot of a lot of Star Wars on the way. A I, good five to ten years worth. Of- <laughs> <laughs> I mean, just based on average human lifespan. Sure. I, you know, I yeah, no, I, I appreciate that. Yeah. I, I, I plan to leave Hard my Star Wars started. Disney Plus uh, subscription is in my will to my children. So, um, no, but it's it's just – I'm just happy that there's stuff coming. I, I have expectations for um, – uh, uh, limited expectations for what to expect from Book of Boba Fett. Again, 
I love that everything Filoni's been involved in has always like Rebels wasn't a story about just rebels like we thought it would be. We thought it was going to be about like some kid who joins the Rebel Alliance and it turned into this great force and family story like Clone Wars turned into just such an amazing story. We didn't know what to expect from Mandalorian and Book of Boba Fett. I, I Look, that trailer that they showed us, everybody was all pumped and excited, but I felt like that trailer was actually pretty pretty subdued, pretty lame, honestly. Um, it looks like it all came from one episode, and I'm so happy about that. I'm glad it was lame. I didn't want to see something at all. Like I just Again, like we said before, we're going to watch it. So surprise me. Give me another Baby Yoda moment. Give me another Luke Skywalker walking in moment. Give me something that's that I wasn't expecting um, or don't just give me something fun. And I like the, look, the end of the first episode of Mandalorian gave us Grogu. The end of the first episode of season two of Mandalorian gave us Boba Fett. Who knows what is on the horizon? And um, I, I'm just, I'm ready for it. And I love, I do hope the one thing that is not in jeopardy from the, um, from the uh, investors day last year was that concept of all these things coming together in one event. I think that that's, that will make all this worthwhile. And star Wars has done a really nice job of sort of paying off the fans who, who, who keep up with all the different content. Mm -hmm. Brock. What was the question? (laughs) (laughs) I like star Wars. (laughs) <laughs> okay, wait, Ahsoka, we're talking about Ahsoka, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're talking. What are you hoping? What are you hoping from these these upcoming f- series? Yeah, like, yeah, any like connection to Rebels because I loved Rebels, so yeah. that'd be great. Um, but like, I think I was th- talking about it last week. It's like it would be cool to see flashbacks that are like, like, live action characters of Clone Wars. You yeah. know, like be it. CGI to more Morrison to look like fives or echo like yes please please um so yeah no and and Cam is right it's like you shouldn't you shouldn't like get all hot and bothered about what it could be because like that trailer book book of Boba Fett was it gave you an idea of what it was going to be about but didn't really tell you anything I'm like perfect <laughs> perfect yeah. trailer yeah yeah yep Dude, the trailer like did the one thing. Oh, go for it. Go again. No, I was just saying, I don't want the trailer to give me a summary of the movie. I want it right. to yeah. wet my appetite. Like, that's what I'm worried about with this. Yeah, the Spider-Man trailer had a couple really funny lines. I hope that's not, like, it from the movie. The Book of Boba Fett trailer did one thing that we all started this show saying, and that is proof that it exists. That's right. <laughs> exactly. They're not going to fire we're not gonna find the directors. We got it. It's coming for sure. It's yeah, a guarantee. Totally. At least, yeah, at least a minute and a half of it is guaranteed because right. we haven't seen anything else. So that could, you know, it's gonna be other shot. We don't, we don't know. Well, hopefully, you know, we get these in uh, 2022. We don't know when Book of Boba Fett will clearly end. You know, it's run probably around what February, March, somewhere around there, and then we'll see what the cards hold at the end of that. I saw Heidi said that she hopes that. Uh, we get Obi Wan at the end of the of credits of a book of Boba Fett, kind of like we got Book of Boba Fett at the end of Mandalorian season three. Um, the future is bright for Star Wars. I think that's what 
we can say whether it's theatrical or not we don't know but on disney plus you can't beat it and the content's been great so far and we have no reason to believe it won't be uh, we're gonna wrap it up so guys thanks so much for joining us cam where can everybody find you do you want to plug anything yeah well, semi -productions? well thanks, thanks for having me on um for my my connie kennedy jokes and, <laughs> and more um you can find me on twitter at cam ray or on youtube at cam ray semi-productions where I do comedy, parody, and satire, mostly Star Wars related. Nice. Mostly. Mostly. <laughs> and Pete? I, we definitely, Cam, I, I need to put in a request for more Mac Nada, man. That was hilarious. <laughs> that, that little skit. I think, he, I think there's going to be more heading, heading out. <laughs> That's great. He, so uh, you can find me on all social media channels at ATGCast, mostly on Twitter, spending way too much time and usually, you know, sort of. Walking the line between being uh, a troublemaker and, and, and defending the uh, the virtues of the internet. And you can also find uh, my, my podcast every Tuesday. We have Around the Galaxy, which is an interview show. And on Saturdays, we drop Disturbances in the Force, which is five-minute collection of news. No clickbait, no spin, just sort of all the things that have happened over the week in five minutes or less. And I've got to say, so. that's, that's awesome. Saturday mornings, I love it every week it's just like it gives you that everything you need to know anything you've missed it fills it in so thanks for awesome. doing that well, i'm glad you like it it's a lot of yeah. fun so that's where you can find me atgcast.com and brock how are you you new here um <laughs> check me out on linkedin i just updated my portfolio and i'm looking for work uh no yeah at bf mink on social media Cool guy, sixty nine on plenty of fish. I don't know. Uh, you don't any of those. Just uh, watch our stuff. Watch their stuff. Yeah, watch oh, everybody's yeah. stuff. Hey, watch it all. Watch it all, guys. Thanks so much. It means a lot. Uh, happy Thanksgiving because it's Thanksgiving. So go. You got your turkeys in the oven. Yes, if that's what you're doing, or whatever. Tofurkey, whatever it is. It's a decade. I'm James. Thanks for watching. And I'm just going to say, and Brock to my left was always scum. Rebel scum. Scumbags, thanks for watching. Don't forget to give us a thumbs up on our video. As always, please subscribe to our YouTube channel, Rebel Scum Podcast, for all the latest videos.